0: Hello and welcome to Southwest News Media's sports podcast, Sports for Dummies. I'm Eric Croucher with Dan Huss, Tom Shardin, and Todd Ablin. For the week of March 15th, 2019, we're talking about the section championship basketball game at Pryor Lake, shot clock controversy, and a court decision that allows boys on dance teams. Pryor Lake, Eden Prairie, two best teams in the section, two deepest teams in the section, the coaches. After all said and done, got the seedings right, right?
1: Yep.
2: The deepest team, I don't know if Prior likes a deep team.
0: But Starting deep five, team. They, all five of those kids can score, correct? Yes. You can't say that about... I mean, you could say technically that some of the other teams, every kid on the court, but they don't get five, uh, scoring from five, team, uh, from five players. Udani um, didn't, Chacabee didn't, Chaska didn't. So... I look at Prior Lake and Prairie. All five kids on the court can score, uh, can score baskets so consistently, and go figure—they're both in, in the section championship.
3: I was impressed by Prior Lake. I haven't seen them play all year. Then they came and handled the pretty good Shakopee team, and then I left the gym saying, "If Prior Lake plays like that, they have no problem beating the next team in the championship." Then Eden Prairie comes out and wins by <laughs> beats a Goody Diner team by twenty, and they probably left the gym saying, "If we play like that, we can't lose." So should be a good game.
1: And still, the difference is, prior like size, Eden Prairie just doesn't have anything to match up with two 6'10 guys. I mean, Eden Prairie's tallest kid is six six, probably.
0: But do you need somebody tall to match up with Dawson Garcia? He had one inside uh, post play. You probably do with play. Robert Jones. <laughs> you, do, you, do, you do with Jones. Um, but you can easily double down on something like that. Dawson Garcia... I mean, you put a good Connor Christensen on him to, to cover the threes, and I think that, that's your best. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're would,
1: not... I would guess Connor will yeah, I mean Dawson.
3: Dawson. It's not so much more on the defensive end that Garcia and Jones will cause problems. Oh. You can't get in the lane and get those ten, five, six footers or even layups. You'll have to kick it out, and hopefully you're knocking down 15 to 20 footers all day long. Well,
2: isn't that Eden Prairie's game? They got oh, absolutely. five guys, they hit threes.
3: Well,
0: I would say, I mean, you look at the the other day when they dismantled Edina. It started on the defensive end. I mean, they held Edina to, like, one buck at the last eight minutes of the half it was 34 to 14 at halftime. But where did he, you know, outside of a couple of bland threes, where was it? All on the drive, all inside, uh, you know. So I think that's – Eden Prairie looked really, really good. But, man, if they have that same kind of offense – they might struggle against. Jones is just gonna sit in there and have a field day, so they will have to go back to that traditional John Henry, you know, three point game.
2: Garcia's gonna get, if he's right, he's gonna get his 15 to 25. Right. You gotta stop Nissen from knocking down threes. You gotta stop Trey, I can't even say his last name, on a hot show. You cannot let him drive the lane, and get fouled and get to the line or get on the break. Right. That's it for them. Their right. point guard Jack Shaycox is a, is a, he's not a big time scorer. He'll hit a three. You can control Nissen and make sure Garcia earns everything with two point baskets and not threes. Right. You've got a shot if you hit your threes. Yeah,
3: that was Shockley's biggest problem. He just couldn't stop Jones. Jones was a huge force in the second half when Lake like scored 51 points in a half. I don't. That's. Shockley hasn't given up that many points in some games this year, so giving up 51 was just probably a shock to the Sabers.
2: They just wore them down, right? They wore them down. Shockley, got some nice, some good. They're a really good team. I don't think they're an elite team. Um, they don't have enough three point shooters to beat Prior Lake, right? And they don't, and they don't have the size. They got worn down in that
3: game. Yeah. Talk about the atmosphere there It was. About, what, 3,000 people for that hockey prior to that game? And it was about a uh, 100 degrees in that gym on that day. It was...
2: Max capacity is only 2,300, yeah. so the fire department should have been there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, Reach told me after the game, they turned away about 500 people from getting into that game for the first one. So, I don't, I don't know, was it a packed house for the second game? It
1: was crowded, but from what... I mean, there was a couple, maybe one line of people surrounding the track but nothing you know shot could be prior lake was five or six deep okay yeah it was it was out of
3: control it was, it was a good good atmosphere but it was i needed to turn the air on. it was hot in there we should probably talk about the section as having the high seat host is that a good idea or a bad idea or what should they do great idea if you're the top <laughs> it's
0: a home game i mean that's what you work on that's what you work for all year and just because, I mean, you got Pryor Lake Shakopee, the two biggest fan bases. We saw that. I mean, Shakopee had a huge crowd for the quarterfinals. Uh, they're involved students. Um, Eden Prairie, Edina, it was a decent crowd, but not even. Well, we all <laughs> We could, we I could, a, a no, and Edina doesn't either. There was 20 guys in hockey jerseys there. So, um... Because you had Prior Lake Shakopee, it was like that. I mean, and it was right in their backyard too. And Prior Lake's so. the
3: smallest gym in the section, according to Russ Reese. Chaska's small. Like, well, yeah, Chaska but, can't hold. Imagine Chaska hosting that game on Tuesday well, we night. Do it
2: that way. Just have the, the semifinals at uh, Prior Lake should have been at home, and Eden Prairie should have been at home. You don't need to have back-to-back games. Like that. <laughs> that's that's a is a, a nightmare. Parking. Right. It's a nightmare getting everybody out. You want to have the high seat host them host all the way through
0: to the finals. Yeah, right. It's It would have been, it's fun, like a Saturday. Sat, I mean, because it was lined up as a set, semifinal Saturday, back-to-back games. For, for a basketball fan, it's fun to watch two games. Uh, for the coaching staffs, well, if you win the first game, then you stay and watch the, you know, the second game so you can scout a little bit. So, I think there is fun. Um, but it was, again, just perfect evil. If it was Eden Prairie versus Prior Lake in the first game, or Diana versus... You wouldn't have had that, but you just had the two biggest fan bases, and and yes, we sweated out. But that that was a fun game, <laughs> to, a fun watch game to watch and for sure. It was a one point game at halftime, and Prior Lake just really came to play that last eighteen minutes. But you,
1: you should reward the top seats though. Yeah. So. Otherwise, the only difference is the color of your uniform if you're at a neutral site. I prefer yeah. a neutral site. I I'd prefer.
2: I just would.
0: I would too. Wanna drive to St. Olaf? Want to drive to St. Peter. No, St. Peter's is used to. St. Peter's Hopkins. Yeah, that's right. There. <laughs> well, do you want to drive, drive 169? Chan-assen. You want Prior Lake doesn't want to be in the late conference because they don't want to drive <laughs> 169, but now you want to drive 169. Hey, if it's at 7 at <laughs> night, it's not traffic. Yeah,
2: Prior Lake doesn't want to drive late conference. They don't want to have their B squad teams driving up to Buffalo. What would have been a, fi- a 530
0: game? They would have had to leave at 3. Yeah, they would have to leave at 2. <laughs> So who wins on, on Friday? I don't know if you guys we haven't gotten there up. yet. Well, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk a few matchups uh, for Eden Prairie, Prairie. Guard play.
1: Guard play favors Eden Prairie. We uh. just discussed this when you went out of the run. Well, kind of after.
0: <laughs> do you? I mean. I mean, why Drake, do you think
1: Drake Dobbs is a really good player? Yeah, he can he can get to the basket. Yeah. all the time, and and he's shown some patience the last half of the season when he's not asked to get to the basket. Yeah. So, I mean he's he's the one he's the most important player on East. Absolutely. Perry. I think he's gotta hit eight to ten threes to win that game.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: And they gotta slow down, not Jones. Jones is gonna get his. Yeah. He's gonna get fifteen rebounds and four blocks and eighteen to twenty points. So was Garcia. Yeah. Maybe not the rebounds and the blocks. Sure, you got you can't let Nissen just yeah. stand there and shoot the ball, and you can't let Ayanacho penetrate and score and score and score again. Yeah, if you control their back, Parley's backcourt, it's kind of like McKenna for Parley. She's gonna get her points no matter what you do. But if you take away, if you make her earn the points at right. the twos and not threes. That's a different game, but if you're going to let, if you're going to, if you're going to sag off Nissen, he'll
0: destroy
3: you. Yeah, Nissen hit, what, three, four threes in the second half? He had, that yeah, kinda... had two really
0: early on, and that just, he's got, got such a quick release that uh, didn't, you know, didn't have much space, but he still got him off, and that was such a huge part, and Robert Jones just took over, I mean, he had uh, 17, 19 of his 23, I believe, 17. in the second, 17 in the second half, and. You know, a couple of those were were slam dunks late in the game, but eight of those were in the first. Uh, you know, I would say eight ten minutes of the. Him and of the kind
2: of you know, took over early yep. in the second half. Right. Kind of got that lead to double digits, and then it was over after that. He had some mini runs. He had, he the, he had the play of the
3: Jones had the play of the game on that uh-huh. block block dunk on Katona. Katona got by uh, Garcia Garcia. Yep. Drove the lane, came in, was going in for a one handed slam. Jones, weak side help, came over and just stuffed him.
0: You could tell Katona, when he hit the, the half court line, was like, I am going to go in, and just bowl charge. He yep. was going to slam it. And Jones just kind of patiently waited. Just, I mean, it was like, I, you know, over the, I mean, like it was way on top of the backboard. Of course, I was sitting there with a the camera. <laughs> Todd yep. and I were sitting with cameras watching this instead of taking pictures would have been a great shot. that would have been probably out of fo- been blurry. Would, would have been out of focus. It have been out of focus, been out of blurry. Uh, but uh, it still would have been. It was yeah. So haven't seen video on that. There man. that. Holy moly, that was a block. He's got unteachable. Um, you can't teach that. That's innate.
2: Right. He's got natural shot. You cannot teach a kid to shot block. No. He's got natural shot blocking. Knows for the rebound abilities. He's, it's it's all innate. It's just. Who he is. Denver's
0: getting a steal.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was talk that he's <coughs> getting a lot of looks now from a lot of Big Ten colleges. But Big Big didn't, he,
1: didn't he already sign?
2: Yeah. He, he signed early.
0: Signed. Yep. You know? But, but he play a lot out there right away. He can always transfer. Oh, man, yeah. With, uh, I, yeah, a kid like that, I mean... I the Gophers would take him right now just to just to give him another bot. You know, he's, using, making, he's, an old,
1: using, he's an old school power forward, yeah.
2: back to the basket, rebound, block shots, defense. He's yeah. old school.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. he's
1: he's like Arturo, but the Gophers already. Though. But right. yeah, just a
0: little more physical, maybe. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, think I think Arturo's guess, game is a little farther out. It is. Yeah. It yeah. can be. Yeah. yeah. Well, who wins? Who wins? That's the big question. I'll take
3: I'll take I'll take Prior Lake in their size. Just Jones and Garcia really impressed me on Tuesday? I to take
2: Prior Lake too. I think I think that uh, I, I think you know, that home court is going to be the difference. Uh,
0: well, we you know Dan's.
1: I'm, I'm going to take Eagles. <laughs> I mean, they. You can't doubt the Eagles. They they've been. I mean, Look at the experience. I think they've been to, I don't know, seven section finals in a row. This is Prior Lake's first one. I mean, Eden Prairie, you know, you, they said they've got Dobbs. You can count on that. But then you don't know where the next 15 to 20, they might come from three different guys. And, and you still don't know. Everybody has said that Garcia is visibly
3: looking at Yes, is he, he health, is. How healthy is he? He played. He played. You know, that's why you can not let him stand, shoot played the Played 90% you're of the game. earn
2: every point. Make yeah. him wear down. out. Make him wear down. Maybe he's not ready. But if you're going to stand and let him shoot threes, he'll make those all day long sure. in your face.
3: I don't think he sat in the second half, Garcia. He may have sat maybe for 30 seconds yeah, to a know, minute. But he played 36 of the – he played 30, 35 minutes of the His game. His
2: foot speed is probably not there. and it's, he's
3: He was Olympian, though, for sure. Yeah,
2: He's 20 against Brockton.
3: What's the fan 41. percentage going to be? Eighty percent prior leg, yes. twenty Eden Prairie. Eden yes. <laughs> Prairie will be in a little bit of the corner over there, making their noise. Our
2: student section and about eight parents.
0: <laughs> and Dan. And Dan. Uh, I'm gonna pick Eden Prairie as well. There's a reason why David Flom has 13 coaches uh, on the bench. <laughs> uh, they, they just, they know how to win, and that coaching staff. Gets the most out of everybody on there. They are very good game planners. I mean, look what they did against Adina. I mean, right from the start, it was a physical, don't let them have an inch type uh, defensive uh, game. I mean, Jack Milton's a really, really good shooter. He had zero space to even uh, take a shot. Uh, I think Eden Prairie, despite losing a couple days of game planning with the games moved to Tuesday, I just think that they, like Dan said, they have the experience um they're cohesive. Same guys been playing together. Whereas Pryor Lake's been without Garcia for a while and you could see that the first half against Shacopee. Just wasn't much flow to it. Second half it, it opened up a little bit, but I'm gonna take Eden Prairie by about four or five points. Uh uh it'll it'll be a great game and one of the best uh section games probably in the state this this year, so
1: what about Lakeville-Rochester?
3: That's that's a good, pretty good game. How about Wiseau-Hopkins? That, that, yeah. that was last night. That was last
0: night. Who won? Hopkins. We got East Ridge and Creighton is another well, decent you can, one. You can talk about what? What part about of it?
2: Burnsville and, and uh, East? Eastview tonight? That's a big that's one. Thursday. Where's that at? Farmington High School. Yeah. <laughs> That'll
0: be a nice little drive. Sixteen losses for Burnsville. They're
2: they're what? Twelve and sixteen. Eastview is. Sixteen and eleven, or seventeen and eleven? They split during the FCC season.
3: So those teams won't get seeded. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My guess is they're on the the one line, even though they random draw, they're on the one line. I think. I think they just get stuck there.
0: Well, we said we said that South Suburban was a little top heavy this year. Potentially.
2: Potentially, you got three in the
0: state. Three in state: Lakeville North, Prior Lake, Eastview, Eastview Section we One, got Two, one. and Three. <laughs> Yeah, they're locked into one, so we'll see. I mean,
2: what would be? Would it be something if Burnsville was the one
0: SEC team <laughs> at state? Geography, man, geography.
2: Right, so that happens when the Jones brothers graduate, right? It opens things up. They opens
0: things up. Yeah. All right, let's get controversial. Very controversial. Boys in dance teams.
3: Yep.
2: (laughs) I'll speak from
3: It's your dance dad. My
2: dance dad experiences is when I go to these competitions and they got nine (laughs) you run twelve girls out in a jazz dance and then there's that that kid and you that's all you focus on is that one boy with the pants and the T shirt that matches the dresses. And all I can think about is. I can't think. I don't know. I just I watch him. I don't even watch it, Dan. I, watch dance. <laughs> I, was, I mean, could you I mean could you could that be the eyes of uh, judges and everybody else that one kid that comes out there? Yep. I mean, you gotta take some that some guts to it
0: go out there. And, for sure. and I think that's a, the 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 first the first challenge is for anything new. You know, it's the acceptance of something new and understanding that, but there's just so many things that you know, when you have Girls in wrestling, girls in football. It's just, you know, it's not as big of a deal. I mean, because we've seen it over the years. Dance? You said costumes. I mean, if our viewer or listeners could, could see me right now, I can't even lift my leg over <laughs> my waist. I'm so unflexible. You know, the sheer moves that, you know, that they did, you know. that
3: It's got to be just, weird because it, if you have a, a male coming off your team, doesn't that change your whole choreography routine compared to a team that has... All girls on it?
2: Like I said, when I go to these dances and you get one guy, and you're like, okay, should this guy be in the middle? Is he center? I mean, no, he's part of the routine. They stick him in there. Most of the time, it's not like he's playing a male, like a, he's the male dominant role right. Everybody's he's dancing around. He's just part of it. It draws your attention to him all the time, but good or bad. So I couldn't imagine some of these big-time programs trying to incorporate a boy in there you don't want him to be the lead you can't yeah. really be the lead you know when it, you can people dance around him so he's kind of in there I'm telling you it draws your attention just oh, yeah automatically.
0: oh I get you yeah. I right yeah. it'd, it'd be interesting if when it happens uh to see you know like you said is how it gonna it, happen well somebody of, somewhere one of
1: them was from Hopkins Hopkins yeah so I think it will happen yeah but I, I never thought that would be the challenge. I thought it would be for volleyball or something.
3: Right.
0: Like, boy volleyball player?
3: Yeah, since well, there
0: was no other option. There was no other option, so. But if, what other sport besides dance do you, like, kind of get that, like, well, that can't be done. I mean, it can be. Yeah, it can, be, it it can gymnastics. be. But there, yeah, there's boys. I mean, there's boys gymnastics, not at the high school level. I was just trying to think of another sport on the way here where I'm, like, where I feel like... Synchronized swimming. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, boy. <laughs> well, if
1: yeah. you had enough, you probably wouldn't know he was a boy. But the yeah. synchronized swimming, a boy might be an advantage with uh, the lifts, the lifts. But uh. but you're not. People they're not lifting, standing on the bottom of the pool though. No. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing.
2: On you guys
3: board. are great synchronized swimming. You guys are I great know. minds. Yeah.
2: Sometimes I just wish they all come up and breathe at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see when it does happen because it, it it will. I mean, there's a reason why you take things to the core, right? Right. So your kid can play. Uh, shot. So it' been an interesting email in my box in inbox a couple uh, weeks ago from former Chaska basketball coach, long, long time ago. So Denny Welter's uh, been out of the game for a few years, but he's very passionate about this shot clock. In basketball, And that's been the, the rage pretty so much any go time go. since your team, Shakopee.
2: Was he the coach of the 2004 champion Hawks? No,
0: that would have been um, uh, Pulowski. Pal- he had
2: 300. I looked him up. He's in the Hall of Fame.
0: Danny Wilter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he, yeah, I was like, yeah, this would have been like the 70s and 80s. Dan Pulowski was the coach, and now his son is the coach of Channis in the last 10 years. Uh, but uh, so... Denny knows what he's talking about. He's still in the gym for most most Chaska games. I've seen him at, you know, when I've gone to cover some other games. He was at an Eden Prairie Tiger game. So he gets around, but he is against shot clocks. And so I ran along commentary. You can find it on the Chaska Herald and Shannon's websites. His commentary. His commentary. Uh, more than welcome to use at any point, guys, uh, in your <laughs> newspapers. But... 38
3: inches. What was his main reason? I had, a lot,
0: had a, lot of, a lot of fills. What was his main reason
3: behind it? being against it? So, just because first off, it's he's he's
0: old, he's old school. But the biggest thing is, is that shot clock leads to a lot of one-on-one play because late to shot clock. It's just jack things up. I agree. Uh, there's that certain panic to avoid the penalty of 35-second uh, violation. He says that... Uh, Proper offense and defensive preparation um, comes with patience, confidence, team play, and discipline. He needs the freedom to exercise these values without being undermined by a 35-second shot clock. There's obviously financial stuff and having to train people to run shot clocks. Uh, But he says just because it's in the college game and the NBA game doesn't mean it needs to be in the high school game. So...
1: I mean, the big, still, the biggest reason it's not in the high school game is the expense. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Prairie's got a scoreboard where they could put the players in points on, but they don't because of, that's because of the expense. Okay. They don't have somebody to run that part of it. So I just, what, well, late conference team? We
3: Jesus. So, uh, well, Prior Lake and Shockby both have the shot clock above yeah. the basket. They so so just so. don't use it or because they don't have to, but they it's there. They they're, I think all the new gyms are all new high schools are preparing for, so they're putting it there just to. Nice, saw Renville County West. Does <laughs> Mr.
2: Danny Welter, does he, because I, I can see the one-on-one play in the NBA, but I don't see that as much in, in college basketball with a shot clock. I just don't. Yeah, there are teams that will ISO, and there is one-on-one, but you He's, watch Duke, they pass the ball around. Yeah.
0: I think he said in a high school setting, you're going to get a lot of four corners late in the shot clock. You know where you're spread out. One guy goes down the middle and tries to just you know take the shot because I ball.
2: am all work for our four A basketball team. I'm all yeah. for the
3: shot clock, um, but there is like in the Shockby Hopkins games so where yeah. all you had to do was Shockby had to take three steps out and guard the guy. Yeah, you know, they, and they decided to sit back and just let the guy them dribble for five minutes. So, there is, if you don't want the, the team to sit there and drain the clock, get out there and guard them. Like I think we've said this before, if you get out and guard them and the team tries to hold the ball for two minutes, they will eventually turn it over. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so but I'm, I'm a shot clock guy, but if I you just, don't want a team to hold the ball for five minutes, get out there and guard them.
0: And he, he said, you know, we understand the shot clock is mostly for the last three minutes of the game.
3: Right. You know, there's a,
0: today's basketball is very up tempo, a lot of transition game. So shot clocks aren't gonna really come in boys basketball, girls
1: right. basketball. The girls basketball seems to go in the uh, it's slow, opposite down, direction. Very slow down, very slow down, especially
0: yeah. with zone defenses. Um, it takes time for things to develop, open shots. Uh, but boys basketball, it would mostly come into play the last three minutes of the game. And his point on that was, well, I mean, you get the lead, you're teaching you're teaching these kids strategy. Uh, without a shot clock, how to compose themselves, how to take care of the basketball, which are obviously strong things that they need for So what you're you know, saying like, is if you get games. a lead
2: you should be allowed to hold the ball and make the other two Well, players. I'm
0: not saying that, that was his conversation
2: <laughs> I mean, there's, tr- there's validity to that
0: I, I, I'm, I'm kind of split, like some days I think a shot clock would be nice but I also think that some days it's high school I mean, we don't what we have right now is pretty darn exciting at times, yeah. and um, yes, I did not like what happened in Shockby e. Hopkins, what, six years ago? Six, yeah, probably. 2012? Yeah, something like that.
3: Uh, like, like I said, it was very easily fixable. Yeah. Shockby stood in their zone, and they let Hopkins dribble the ball for five minutes. They could have came out and guards.
2: What if the Hawks-Shackby would have won that game? Benched, that guy would have turned it over. Next thing you know, they get the ball, and timeout with five seconds left, set up a play and win. You're right? Would lines be changed? So, yeah,
3: everyone blames Novak for sitting back and not attacking the basket, but you know, Kuya and Shosaki could have came out and guarded the guy.
2: But I agree with Kuya. I would. I. I think I'll take my chances to shorten that game against a, a team that's more athletic than me, and. You make the shot or you turn it over. Now I got a shot to win. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that strategy altogether. Well, it would have
3: worked better, but every time Novak called a timeout with 10 seconds left, he drew up a play. They ended up getting a 25 footer because the play was awful. Or, yeah, the, yeah. They, or Shockby defended it One very turnover, well. Or a turnover, and gets a shot. So they never really got a very good shot, and they won it on a half court shot. So.
1: I mean, Shockby would have If it can come down to a 50 50 game, they would have said, Where do I sign? Mm-hmm. That was that's what they wanted, right? Yeah. But, but I, you look yeah. at that. I mean, we're talking about one instance five or six years ago. <laughs> well, that happens off, about
3: once that's... or twice a year. More in the girls' game. Yeah, I know. I think Marshall pulled it. Tried to do it. They tried with it. Dan Westby to did it yeah. last year, yeah, year where where part. it was seventeen to fifteen <laughs> game, <laughs>
0: seventeen to fifteen game, and that was more so, yeah, because they, they, they were just so overmatched. Over. So over you know, so Westby tried that, but. I know Chaska faced a lot of stalls this year in the Metro West Conference because teams were sitting there going, we can't play, we can't outmatch them. So, same thing. Let's uh, slow the game down where they're meant mid- two-minute two possessions of just passing the ball around. And and so I know there was some frustration among Chaska boys' parents, at least. Two of them commented on Facebook, <laughs> we need shot clocks, even though their kids are graduating. But, uh you got
3: yeah. a ball
2: handler and a point guard. Boy, you can get away with it, can you? Yeah. Yeah. If you got anybody to handle the ball? Stalling is probably not a good. That's
3: probably idea. why why the game girls' game has slowed down. You know, the Shockby yeah. coach said it last night when they were playing Stillwater, he said we just didn't have enough ball handles yeah. to handle Stillwater's pressure. So yeah. they tried to slow it down, get pass off court, and just grind it out. And that's how Shockby's played all year long. He said yeah. we don't have enough ball handlers. So that's probably why the girls' game is. Stillwater had ball handlers? They did. Stillwater was good. Stillwater was very good yesterday. They are top players. Isn't that the number
2: one position in (coughs) girls basketball, a point guard? That To me it is. If you have a point guard, you're almost automatically a 500 team.
0: Right. And a college coach is in the gym looking for you.
3: Right.
2: If you don't have a point guard, they should just separate At the beginning of the year, they should do a skills clinic and say, these 32 (laughs) kids have point guards. They're in one bracket. These don't. Then the next group. Then you see some good basketball. Are
0: you looking Chaska—they brought up an eighth grader this year. Why? Ball handler. Handler, ball handler. Yeah. I mean, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade—if you can handle the ball, can shoot from the outside, bring up to varsity. Girls oh. basketball. Eden
1: Prairie finished with an eighth grader as yeah. the, the point.
0: Yeah, it's.
1: Uh, yeah, but you can get away with a with a with a lack of a point guard in
2: boys. You've got other other ways to make it up. If you don't have a point guard, in girls basketball—you're in big trouble.
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. Well, fun time of the year for basketball fans. Everything's in full swing here. NCAA tournament starts next week, so enjoy, enjoy the hoops action. That's right. That's it for Sports for Dummies this week. I'm Eric Krauscher with Dan Huss, Tom Shardin, and Todd Eamon. For round-the-clock sports coverage, check out southwestnewsmedia.com. Rachel Minsky is our producer. Thanks for listening.